Hey, hey, and welcome to the season premiere of season four of the O3 Old Geeks podcast. Woo. I am joined, as usual, by uh, the things with two heads. <laughs> and one brain. I always had two heads. Wait for that. <laughs> of course, the man who is the keeper of the inner sanctum, always the contrarian, sometimes the ruinator. The numbers guy. And the guy running on two and a half hours of sleep right now. Woo! Keith the Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Oh, I'm great. This is this peak. It's almost like Friday, Friday Brian. <laughs> no sleep back. Keith and Friday Brian. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm standing back. <laughs> Speaking of Friday Brian, we've got the man with holes in several of his collections and who's always wrong. The pictures guy. The clown prince of collecting. And the dirty old geek. Brian is one. Brian, how are you? You know what? I'm good. I got plenty of sleep. I'm feeling good. I've had a large breakfast. Yeah, we're Couple gonna we're gonna be regretting that later. Oh yeah, huh? Couple of mob boy. <laughs> yeah, second breakfast. Second breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Me and the hobbits. Well, I'm of course I am the world's oldest kid sidekick. My name is Lance. I am the words guy. I'm tripping on my words today. However, is there anything else that you have two of? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to season four! friends. <laughs> Brian, do you have any non-two-headed news for us? I do, I do. We have quite a bit today. Um, well, quite a bit. What's quite a, quite a bit compared to normal. So, yeah. Uh, across the Spider-Verse... He's sitting right now at three hundred ninety million. It worldwide beat out, or yeah. domestic? Uh, worldwide. Holy cow! It uh, it's beat out the first one, which uh, topped off at three seventy seven. So that'll make money. There, okay, there was a couple of guys at work who literally took the day off to go see that movie in the theater. Really? Yeah. I uh, it's coming in at over two hours. Looking at the animation from the trailer, looked different to me. Then the first one, for different characters. Yeah, seems. and I didn't particularly like it. Uh, so this is probably one I'll watch streaming if I watch it. I had a buddy who said he went and saw it in like hour thirty, hour forty, and into it, all of a sudden kids started running around because they couldn't couldn't do two it anymore. Hour, two hour movies, long time for kids to yeah. sit still in the theater. Yeah, it's not. Uh, so I don't know. This is one I'll probably skip. Oh, my God. You skip them all. I don't skip them no, all. No, I skip them all, actually. He skips them all. Yeah. I watch them. I've seen them all. In the theater? Bitch, no. Okay. I don't, so, want, I don't go to so the theater. So you're skip it all together? I probably won't watch it streaming. It doesn't interest me all okay. that much. Wow. No. I, there's nothing about it that really caught me. Okay. That, uh, uh, Elementals, Disney's new one, also bombed. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's I didn't not even doing know that. Well. I saw like the ads. I saw like you know stuff online for it. I didn't even know it came out. Came yeah, out and that's I think part of the bigger part of the problem. Yeah, the Flash not doing well. You know what? It had a, a sixty million dollar opening on what was expected to be a seventy million dollar opening. So I don't think it's doing horrible. Yeah, but I think word of mouth may help this one because you know everyone kind of anti Ezra Miller as it should be. And maybe, yes. maybe people talking about it because it is a good movie. Yeah. That, and that might help this one. Yeah. Uh, that actually helped, was one of the things that Into the Spider-Verse. The uh, first one, yeah. Yeah, helped it quite a bit. It was week four that actually reversed it. 
so we'll see. So we'll see. Uh, I still, yeah, rightfully so, Ezra Miller needs to be canceled, but the movie's really good, yeah. I thought. And he's really good in it, as much as I hate saying that, because I wanted to go in there and hate him for yeah. just being a piece-of-shit person. Well, and across the Allegedly. Spider-Verse, it, it, it's looking at some <clears throat> controversial bands right now. I know that they're not playing it in the United Arab Emirate. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I don't know, China. But uh, we'll see. But right now, it's gotten some bans, and we'll see how much that carries. I did hear some uh, a bit of news on Batman Cape Crusader. The new uh, uh, Matt Reeves, I, the Bruce The only Tim. thing that I heard is Bruce Tim is putting in everything he wanted to put into... Uh, Everything he wanted to do with BTAS, he's now doing with this. That it's not on a since it's not on a kids pro. It's not kids programming. Yes. So this this is intriguing. Yeah, it's skewed at an older audience. Um, So we'll see. Uh, It's also Matt Reeves who has an interesting take on some of the characters, on some of the villains at least. So, uh, and this I hadn't heard, uh, but Wonder Man is going to be a series on. DC yeah, are on yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. No. I don't know how to say his name, but Yahaya Abdul uh, Mateen, who from uh, Aquaman, I believe he was Black Mana, yeah. is oh. Wonder Man. Oh. And it's being directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton from Shang-Chi. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, if they, get, if they get me one episode with him and the Beast, I'll be happy. Well, they said that it's heavily comic book influenced, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, but it's not like anything we've seen before. So, and then uh, good and happy news: Barry Windsor Smith is doing fine after a stroke. He's home, he's resting comfortably. I didn't know he lived in New York. Neither did I. Our best witches, him. Yeah, and uh, One of the master speedy recovery. Yeah, yeah, he's still got a lot of years left in him. So, uh, now on to the, of course. Uh, the news. And everyone um, who listens should know this. Yes. Uh, Ian McGinty has passed away. Yeah, that's the one I was going with. Uh, artist on Adventure Time. Uh, he was a young, young man. Died of natural I was causes. Say, geez, Adventure Time is really recent. I mean, like, yeah. people still wear it, you know. Yeah, I think he, he was uh, late 20s, early 30s. I mean, he was yeah. not. Far uh, too young. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to bring up Treat Williams. Yes. Killed in a motorcycle accident in uh, Vermont. Uh, horrible, 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 horrible. But uh, everybody should take the time today to watch Hair. If or, you haven't seen or it. Or Dead Heat. I or dead, dead Heat. Dead Heat. Comic book uh, relations. He was the bad guy in the Phantom movie. Ah. Yes, yes. 1941, he was had a decent role in that. Uh, Billy Zane was the uh, good guy in the yes. Phantom movie. I actually like the Phantom. I like the Phantom movie a lot too. Billy, I give Billy Zane all the credit in the world. He kept that mask on the entire. He had the outfit on the entire. Yeah. It wasn't the typical. Oh, I have to show my secret identity more than I have to show the superhero. He was the Phantom the entire movie. You yeah, had a chance to meet him. Really nice guy. Billy Zane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was Treat Williams. No, yeah, if you get a chance to meet him, well, you're kind of dead. But you know. Uh, and of course, uh, the biggest hit. Uh, I Punch think in the gut. 
Uh, oh, oh, before we little, before I even do this, my body. because uh, there was a couple other dead ones that we hadn't talked about. Uh, a couple other dead ones. Okay, Mr. Grim Reaper. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Sensitive. No. Uh, these are older dead ones. Uh, <laughs> what? Older dead Neil ones. Kirby came out. Uh, Neil Kirby died? With his uh, views on the new Stan Lee uh, documentary on... Netflix or HBO Disney. or Disney. Have you watched it yet? I have not. Okay, obviously because you don't know where it is. I saw it though because I was looking. I saw that it was a thing, and I was like, "Do we want to do that?" No, I don't. I don't want to be forced to watch a fucking Stanley thing. Uh, but uh, let's just say Neil Kirby was not kind to uh, Stanley's assessment that he created the entire Marvel universe. Mm. Whole he was claw. the ambassador to the bar. Yeah, but he was the ambassador to the Marvel Universe, uh, Mr. The Kirby. I greatest think. carnival barker in the history ever, of mankind. Ever, <laughs> ever, he got thirty-five years unabated, where he got to make we his claims. Say whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, yeah. and uh, well, Ditko's still alive, but Ditko just Ditko was never going to come out. Was, and Ditko yeah. also came out and said, "Fuck you, bullshit." <laughs> You came. You had an idea, and I fleshed it out. And if it wasn't for me, we, he's still the same fucking character that he drew. Yeah. And, uh, bullshit. And then Ramita made him even better. And Ramita Senior uh, is the one who cemented Spider-Man for everyone. So, uh, and his passing is huge in the uh, in comic book uh, in the annals of comic bookdom. Um, yeah, he was one of the Titans. We've lost too many already. Uh, yeah. But they're getting older. That happens. Yeah. He was 93. So he was 93. He lived a great life. Yeah. He got to see his, his son and his granddaughter yep. uh, follow in his footsteps. And how cool is that? Um, and do well with it. Because it's not like they are uh, they suck and they're just running on their dad's name. Yeah. Uh, yeah if someone knew you were off with that one. What? It sounded like you had an example like. Oh! No, I, uh, Ramita Jr., fuck, he's no, I know. hugely successful X-Men yes, run, yes, hugely yes. successful Superman run, uh, hugely successful... Oh, I know, he's great. Yeah. And, and uh, not a completely different art style from his old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, his own art, you know, he, he's, an, he's an artist unto himself that wasn't like he, like you yes. said, he wasn't just banking, oh, I can I can do tracings of my dad's art or something like that. He's got his own art style. It's very distinct. It's very, I, I like it a lot. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think he draws some of the most dynamic fight scenes since Kirby. Junior? His layouts, yes. Ah. Junior's uh, layouts are fantastic. But it was Senior who got me into comics as a young child. What book uh, is that? Spider-Man. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. If you grew up in the 70s with a Spider-Man underoos or t-shirt or whatever, it was it was JR's design. Yeah. It's Thor and uh, Conan. It's Thor and Conan. Really? Yeah. I didn't know about Conan. Just, I didn't know he drew Thor. Just, I didn't drew Thor, yeah. I'm sure he drew everybody. Uh, I did get to see. It was funny because, oh, I'm sure he drew everybody. No, he didn't draw a lot of DC. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He, he was a Marvel man. He's pretty loyal uh, but I did to get to brand. see I did get to see some of his DC commissions and uh and it's a shame he didn't. Uh I think he would have done equally as well. His son's done enough DC yeah. stuff. He's taking Yeah. But like you said, different style. Yeah. Different style. Yeah. Uh no, it's huge. 
I don't know that. Yeah. Like you said, 93, but I don't, I don't think that so takes sadness. away from it. Yeah. No. So, uh, moment of silence. All right, so for this week's edition of the world-famous Three Old Geeks, and I have the data to prove it, top three list. Gentlemen, with 15 minutes on the timer in in the wholesomeness of our kung fu movie and the messed upness of our bad movie, what are your top <laughs> three effed up partnerships? Do we want to put it in pop culture? No, we don't want to put it in Top three effed up partnerships in general. And go. Okay, so my first one. One, I really enjoyed this actor in the part. And two, I really did not enjoy this other actor in the part. Okay. But put them together, and it was horrible. <laughs> Even worse. And that was George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell as Batman and Robin. Okay, so elaborate. Which one did you not like in the part? Chris O'Donnell? Yes. I did not like Chris O'Donnell's. Uh, I like either of them. I liked. George I thought Clooney. Clooney was. That was part of the problem. Is Clooney was phoning it in, man. Yeah. I liked Clooney. I liked Clooney. I liked Clooney really? as wow. Bat, as Bruce Wayne. I liked Clooney, uh, and I think I've explained why I liked Clooney. Why he struck a nerve for me, a chord. He didn't strike a nerve. He struck a chord. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did not like. Uh, and Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, she could have been the Stephanie Brown Batgirl, but not the Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Suit me up, Uncle Alfred. You cite that every time we that talk about this. So and that was creepy. about as fucking creepy, creepy as creepy as creepy gets. That was super fucking creepy. And why is it that George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell had nipples? They didn't put nipples on Alicia Silverstone. It would have improved your because they would have had to put movie. a cod piece on her too. They could have given it no. <laughs> I actually heard on another podcast that that movie is a big, uh, like a gay iconic movie. Like people realized they were gay watching that movie. Like they, you know, figured out things about themselves while watching that movie. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. It is. Very much so. It's very weird, but yeah, very interesting. It's the same thing as the Liza Minnelli show. <laughs> Keith, what is your number three? The Hitler? Life is a uh, my number three is uh, a comic uh, couple that's not healthy for each other. It is in the Ultimate Universe is Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyke. Oh, oh my yeah, they God. really went with the they really went with the abusive relationship <laughs> yeah, on that yeah, one. That was not <laughs> fucking. I just read that last week uh, when he fucking sprays raid. <laughs> He fucking sprays rape and then has the ants attack her. Yeah, Holy it's shit. It's not a healthy relationship. Holy Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. They was... <laughs> yeah, they were, we're, really, we're going for some adult themes the in that. The honeymoon that. was definitely over at that point. Wow. But then, you know what? They threw some things in about Janet Van Dyne that were surprising in that, too, with the laying eggs and the... Molting and the, I mean, they really went a different direction with her too. Not that she deserved to be beat. I don't want to do that, but he was already abusive in the comic books anyway. Yes, and that wasn't that from a misinterpretation of 
Didn't I? I always hear that that was... They made it... Like, the artist made it worse than it was originally intended, and that's what started the whole thing or something like that. Did I hear oh, that? Oh, I, I didn't. Never heard that. All right. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to... Uh, kind of in line with, uh, with Brian here, I'm going to say that uh, the concept of a kid sidekick in general... But the original, you know, superhero with the kid sidekick being Batman and Robin, you're you're literally violating child protection laws. Not that they had them back in the '30s when this first started and stuff like that. But the the entire concept of putting a kid in danger just to help on your crusade against crime is kind of fucked up if you really think about it. You know, I think you're being ageist. You really just use whatever tools you have. Uh. And I'm sure Gotham's full of orphans. We've already had this conversation. I, uh, you brought it up. I'm just saying. I think that a ten-year-old boy who's just lost his parents can fight as well as a uh, man in his late twenties. You know, trained by the greatest martial arts. Yeah. Same, same difference. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. He's more flexible. He was an acrobat. Yeah. That's true. Right. What is your number He's two? He's skinnier too. He turns sideways. He almost disappears. Yeah, but you put him in the brighter color so he gets shot at more. We've had this conversation. I don't know what's right. About. What's your number two? Um, I'm going to go to history in this one. Oh, you're I'm going historical. One you're stealing. I'm of my going head. historical. I don't know if you went this one, but I think that this was probably uh, one of the worst team ups in history. Okay. Uh, and that would be Hitler and Stalin. Stalin was the only man Hitler trusted. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. He killed 25 million of his own people. But this was the only guy that Hitler trusted. Uh, and uh, was really the reason for the defeat of the German army. Because they could never take Russia. They were stupid. And Stalin kind of goaded them into it. And But, yeah, as far as a partnership goes. And then they split. And then we, of course... Uh, joint forces with the Russians. Yep, just like Rocky. Just like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was uh... okay. That, that's a good one. That... <laughs> Educational and everything. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. There's no movie I can watch. <laughs> Podcast Hitler and Stalin, the fun years. <laughs> what? Oh, well, Just like, oh, Joey. <laughs> Keith, what is your number Just two? Like Crosby, right? <laughs> On the road to. On the road to. On the road to Poland. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. We're all going to help. <laughs> Give us your number two. You mean we're not here already? <laughs> I've been here for four years, for four seasons. Go ahead, Keith. Joey and Eddie. <laughs> well, since we're going to historical, and I love these whole uh, couples that go bad, I'll go Henry VIII and Anne Bolin. That ended yes. poorly. <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he. She couldn't give him a, a son, so he went. You know, enough of you. Uh, did give her a daughter. Did give him a daughter. Yeah. 
Uh, who, oddly enough, stayed in the same room in the tower as her mother. Uh, they had a weird way of signing the wall. Oh, if you were in the wall, if you were in the tower. And okay. so, yeah, Anne Boleyn's. That's where uh, she thought she was going to die, but uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, did not kill her. Uh, famously, we know that. Famously. Famously. Uh, you just gave this one so he could he could spot some of his yeah, historical yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Oh, no, we could talk for an hour on this one and, and how oh, incredible it was. The timer is only 15 minutes. I know. And we uh, know how much he hates the timer. So Yes. Uh, Catherine Howard, I think, would have been a better one, but uh, Anne Boleyn changed history as we know it today. It's a phenomenal piece of time right there, right there. But and yes, Anne Boleyn by talking him into the Protestant Reformation. Well, not the Protestant, the Church of England, the Church of England. But uh, at the time, the Protestant Reformation was going on. She was famously a Protestant. What's yours? Well, since it was it was only defined as a partnership and not a couples or duo, oh, I decided to go with my favorite effed up team in comics, and that is the champions. So you've got Hercules. You've got Hercules. You've got the Angel and Iceman. Yep. You've got the Black Widow. Yep. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Uh, I think that's all. That's it, yeah. Yeah, and then and then I think in the last two issues, I think Black Goliath hung out for a while or whatever. He yeah, but Burn drew them. Yeah, Burn and Burn drew the so last. Made it okay. That made gave him a little bit of credibility there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, talk about like I mean, that that was just to me choosing a bunch of random characters and let's all throw them together in a in a uh, apartment in Los Angeles and see what happens. And I thought that was still uh, that's still one. So of it's the, like Friends. Yeah. Or uh, what was the one on MTV, uh, the roommates or whatever, where they put all the, oh, the, the uh, real world, real, real world. world, yeah, yeah. So this was real world uh, superhero style. superhero, which would have been a better concept. I to buy. Uh, yeah, it was a weird. Uh, outside of the burn issues, I never really ever looked at. So it, it was fun. I, I one of the ones I I went back and collected because I remember as a kid and stuff like that and I and there weren't that many to get. There was like eighteen of them. It's almost like uh, they had to uh, use those characters in order to keep the, the copyrights. Yeah, the copyrights. Yeah, well, Why Superboy keeps popping up every yes. couple of years or whatever. <clears throat> All right, Brian. What is your number one? Uh, my number one. Uh, most effed up. For a movie that I kind of enjoyed, by the by. By the by. By the by. Uh, but I am going to go with uh, Hammer and Depp in The Lone Ranger. Tonto, yeah. You really enjoyed that one. I actually enjoyed the film a little bit. I didn't think... Okay, I, what? When, when has there been a film that I haven't... There's only been a couple that we really ever have ever covered where I went, oh no. That's true. You are you are liberal in your joy of watching movies. Yes, you you can usually find the the sunny side of, of anything. I can try to. Uh, Do you not I enjoyed Trasherella. <laughs> I enjoyed I'm so scarred by Trasherella. Johnny Depp's performance in uh, I thought it was a weird Tonto. It was a weird take on him, but I enjoyed Johnny Depp's performance of it. I did not think it went well with the Lone Ranger mythos or uh, Army Hammer. 
who he's just turned into some weird guy. Yeah, he he's another one where he got canceled because he's all in the kink and stuff like that. Yeah, like cannibalism it, yeah. and pedophilia and worms. I don't know what I'm the worms glad are. I don't know any of his shit. Yeah, it's weird. And the worms, I can't even imagine. What I don't know if worms comes. was really a thing, but I just added it. Okay. Because who's going to question me? Just me. <laughs> I'm questioning this. Keith, give us your number one. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go with the, the, the example I gave you guys when I'm trying to figure out what this meant. <laughs> Only thing, and my question, does this qualify? <laughs> I'm going to go, the wonderful relationship of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, that was, that was a, a a double dap. We're double dapping. <laughs> dapping. <laughs> Is that like dub stepping? But... Yeah, but with yeah, dep stepping. <laughs> dub stepping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know this is a little too dep for you, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't try wordplay with the word guy. I guess. <laughs> Bad dad pun on Father's Day. Should have seen it coming. Yeah? Um, Wait, we're on the air. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, interestingly enough, because this just came out in the news, was uh, Depp basically saying, fuck you to Disney. Yeah, he said, I don't give a shit how much money they offer me. I'll never do another Pirates of the Caribbean. I'll never work for that company again. Fuck you. And Depp being the kind of guy who does the movies, the kind of movies he does, he doesn't. It does. He's got fuck you money. And yeah. Yeah. Anyone will hire him, but yeah, I guess there was some talks and they wanted him back, and he said basically, "I would never work for you, fucking." The reason they can do father's jokes, go. Oh, there was also, uh, I believe, at some point, like he said something about like not even if they like had a hundred llamas or something like that, and someone brought a llama outside the courtroom. Oh, so it's, uh, outside the building. Oh, I didn't be, see be, that because they wanted they really wanted him back as. Yes. Okay. He's yeah. great as that role, but I don't blame him. I don't blame him either, but mm. it was hilarious that someone went out of their way to get a llama uh, there. How do you know they didn't have one? They might, you okay. still have to walk it there yeah. or get it there somehow. Yeah. There's cars. There's Uber. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be Zuber, Dad. Zuber. Oh. Oh. Son, oh. Of, son of dad jokes. Oh. Son of, Yes. Oh my god, that's Zuber. That was good. That's no, fucking it was, good. It was terrible. Uh, my number one. Grumpy pants, go. Lance and the other two geeks. <laughs> my number one is my favorite effed up partnership of all. And that is. From Die Hard with a Vengeance, Bruce Willis. And the, the calm, rational one out of the pairing, Sam Jackson. Zeus. Oh. Zeus, that was the most effed up partnership. Uh, Sam Jackson completely played against type in that one. He was not the action guy; he was the smart guy, and uh, had a really great plot twist at the end of it that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I thought for sure we was going to go with the three old geeks. Well, the honorable mention is, of course, <laughs> the weirdest partnership of all time is grumpy old me, tired old Keith, and wacky old Friday Brian. <laughs> And that is the three old geeks. Wow! <laughs> and that's our top three! Well After partnerships, let us know what yours are! Well played.
All right, so we have to uh, put a explainer on this one because we are skipping the fourth worst worst movie ever, according to the list of Tubi, because that, of course, is podcast favorite, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Woohoo! We have broadcast our review of that movie twice. Kindly seek out our back catalog. Do you know what episode numbers? Our research department. You're the numbers guy, Keith. I did it last week. I took care of that Let's last Let's put it week. this way. We had a a, a break uh, not too long ago where we did the best of, and one of the best ofs was our review of Plan 9 from Outer Space. So we have a, a, a great love for that film. We do. Uh, yes. Please check it out. Uh, check out our review because it's a lot of fun. So we are skipping ahead to the third worst movie ever this week on Tubi's list of worst movies ever. That is the legendary... The Thing with Two Heads from 1972, directed by Lee Frost, written by Lee Frost, Wes Bishop, and James Gordon White, starring Academy Award winner Ray Milland, who would take anything in I his life. Okay. No. The, rever- the, the Reverend Roosevelt, a.k.a. Rosie Greer, Don Marshall, Roger Perry, Kathy Bauman, and Chelsea Brown. And you have the story of a... A brilliant doctor who is dying of chest cancer, which I didn't know was a thing. He smoked Uh, a lot. And uh, he (laughs) has his head transplanted onto the uh, large body of prison inmate Roosevelt Greer. And, of course, they make the ultimate odd couple because he's, of course, a bigot and Rosie Greer is a black man. And the hijinks literally ensue. But it was kind of a, they had to, because he was only going to last like three more days. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, so they had and to Rosie Greer was on death row. And he was not happy when he woke up and. Uh-uh. No. No, he was not. And Rosie Greer wasn't exactly thrilled either. No. Because nobody knew what was happening. Because he was smoking when he was eating. That was funny. Which, when Ray Milan takes the dragon cigarette, <laughs> Rosie Greer, Greer lets it out. Uh, yeah, this one is just, uh... I love this movie. I, Go ahead, again, we're one. getting to the, we're getting to ones where it's, it's, it's everybody so, saw this when they were a kid. It's so preposterous. It's so bad it's good. You know what? Here's the problem that I had with the movie, ultimately. Is it was boring. It was boring. There wasn't was a lot more happening. boring no. than I remember it being. Okay. The part where they jump on the mini bike and they're racing yeah. cross country. There's a lot of chases going on in this. No, I, I, that was the stupidest fucking. It scene. was stupid because it was horrible. Spot. It was it was as bad as Chopper from Kolchak with the you know, the guy with like the 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 other head taped to his his shoulder. Yes. It's like bobbling back and forth. The only thing I could think of during that entire chase when they're on the is, uh, Benny Hill's yakety sax should be playing right now. I had that going through my head while I watched this or whatever. Uh, yeah, they were trying to get into this like whole deep, you know, racial relations. Did they try to get into that? I thought that it was the the, the barest framework of that to kind of justify this this piece of crap. And if they would have gone there, that would have been interesting. I know it. It's just it's. It's, it has is this movie on a plan line level where it's we're kind of comparing it unto itself as opposed to other bad movies or I mean everybody I mean anybody listening to this has probably seen this movie 
it was a regular rotation on like even Spengoli in like the eighties and stuff like that. I mean, I had seen the movie before. I didn't remember it being this boring. And maybe because I'm I was watching it with a more critical eye this yeah, time. Yeah, that could be it. Than just uh, stoned. Um, <laughs> Uh, that may have done something, uh, that may have changed my perspective a bit. Uh, the first thing I thought of was it's a bad, it's, it's a horrible escape scene if you're on a track, <laughs> if you're following a race course. True. Yeah. Cause it wasn't like, I mean, they followed the race course. What? Fucking take off guy. What, what do you, you. Go with other racers? Yeah. Who then see a two-headed man and don't immediately go... What the fuck's going on here? Right. They all run the... They drop their bikes and run the other way. What? First of all, what? But second of all, give the guy in back a chance to jump on a bike uh, and get his own bike. The fucking cop gets a flat tire, changes the flat tire, and, and, and the guy's still going in the same field. What what part of that's not how you escape? Did fucking <laughs> you Rosie don't run the race? Not, you don't run the race and then escape. You got well, two heads, both thinking wait, different ways, and yeah. just go around in circles. <laughs> he, by this point, they had left the course. They were now in a field. They must have gone over the same bridge four or five times. The cop cars. They ended up saying 14. 14 cop cars were damaged. I think it was more than that. They were showing cop cars just rolling down hills with nothing. I mean, it wasn't like they weren't chasing anything. All of a sudden, it would, one cop car would fall in the ditch, and then they would just cut to the next cop car rolling down the hill. <laughs> there was no... And and the cop cars just kept coming. But the guy had time to change his fucking tire, and they were still in that same field. He got his tire changed, and then the guy passed him. What? 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 Rosie Greer is the worst ever motorcycle driver guy in the world. Yes. In the fucking world. He's But you know what I did want to know where they were the first chasing with with the car, which was also stupid. Oh my god, they turned around. Oh my god, they turned around. I think we better let the cops handle this one. Uh rare appearance of a 1971 Chrysler 300. I want one of those cars so bad. That was uh I the was doctor was driving it. The doctor was driving. The that doctor was, it was a silver one with the hideaway headlights. Never mind. Okay, it's beautiful. But I wanted to know because that was obviously a subdivision that had yet to be built. Yeah, you're kind of wondering, like, yeah. where, wonder where this yes, is. Yes, because they had the streets were in. It looked like they had some of the uh, foundations were the in. Foundations yeah. were in. They had some, the uh, water was in, but they hadn't built the houses yet. So I was wondering it would be fun to know what streets they were running on and what that looks like today. Uh, the motocross uh, track was closed in 84. So uh, that's no longer there. Uh, it's now a landfill. Sadly. Oh, that's so nice. Like this movie. <laughs> um, I, you also have to throw out. It was Rick Baker. In okay, the I was suit. waiting. I was waiting to see if you got that fun fact. Yeah, or I, I was the only. But yes, yeah, so the, so the experiment the experiment begins with they transplant a head onto a gorilla. Yes, so there was a two headed gorilla running around. 
which was designed and acted out by Rick Baker. the legendary Rick Baker. Yes, who must have been 14 at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I heard he was he made the uh, the gorilla suit out of a uh, some a free blanket that he found or something at a flea market or something like that, and he wasn't happy with it because it had like stripes on it or something like that. Wow, I thought it was a pretty neat looking. It looked great. That I looks mean, it's great. Rick Baker. I mean, he, Rick Baker at 14 is better than any the three of us could do put together at 50 or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, definitely. When you start picking up that, and I swear to God, I thought that one cop was Joe Don Baker. <laughs> what Joe happened? Don Baker would have made this movie, I think. They, uh, When they were driving, they all had necks. But when they got out of the cop car, none of them did. I couldn't figure that out. Where did their necks go? If you watch the driving scenes, they all have necks. But when they get up, yeah, none of them have necks anymore. <laughs> I just couldn't. Be. And if you watch it, you'll wow. find that out. Wasted on the microphone. <laughs> it really was. Keith, you need to get one of your more technically uh, gifted customers to I'm wire holding, this place for, for cameras. Cause I'm holding them off for uh, Brides of Manos or... Uh, we or, got more or, coming. Or whatever other you know, movies we, more we have in project. And, you know. Don't just don't you I don't I was gonna say hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. No, no. Don't do that because yeah. <laughs> that'd be bad. But uh it's shit's coming. Uh anyway, so uh there was some disappointment with this one. So rosier back in your salad days when uh you could watch things while high, in other words, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Uh you know what? I thought the movie and tell me if you guys didn't pick this up. Was the fucking doctor hitting on his girlfriend the whole time? Because I picked that up. So tell me, do you think he's innocent? Why don't you dick off your shirt while you're telling me that? <laughs> I must have missed that. Yeah, I think I, you must have watched the... Wait, did you watch... Tell me. Tell me his presence. Were you, were you flipping channels while you were watching this? Brian, were yeah, were you was no, this one of those like you he had going, your he's going yeah. between that and penitentiary. That <laughs> and penitentiary. No, you know what, coming off the wholesomeness of uh Once Upon a Time in China. Well, you watched them in wrong order then. I know I did. Uh this was just uh it just seemed like the doctor was hitting on his girlfriend the entire time. She was the best thing about this whole movie. She was the best thing about this whole movie. Trying to save her man. When she looks up and she goes, damn it, Joe, he's getting into some shit. I just was fucking dying. Uh, and do you have to anything else? <laughs> and then they all laugh. Bah! <laughs> it was like in Young Frankenstein with the, uh, what's the song she sings? Rolling the hay? No. <laughs> No, oh, sweet mystery Cal- of life, oh, I finally okay. found you. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then fucking Terry Garr sings it. That was funny. That was funny, funny shit. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, there's, there's a lot of places they could have gone with this film that would have been great. And they didn't go there. And they didn't, uh, they, they didn't even. You need to do a remake. That, no. No, yeah, no. I don't think we could. This is not. It's one that would be interesting because I think that there were some really interesting things in it. 
But boy, howdy, did they just fuck it up. Could have been. There was, yeah, I guess it could have. You know what? Every film could be great. It got made. But it got made. It, the the chase that scenes mean, mean it could be great. We've seen some movies that. There was a song, and I don't know the name of the song. I would have to look it up now. But the song that's playing during the chase scene is the most important song in hip hop. Because from that point, that song started to be sampled in early hip hop. Oh, wow. And so it became the most important song in hip hop only because it was sampled by so many early hip hop artists. Uh, And I can't remember the name of the song. Uh, But if I had a magic looker up thingy, I could probably do that. You got enough street cred just coming up with that part of it. You want me to hit pause or? Uh, no, you guys, you guys can talk. I've been talking a lot. I mean, not that I'm not interesting because oh, I think f- I am. You... Anything to add, Keith? <laughs> I, I don't know. I still enjoyed the movie, despite yes, it does have some slow periods. It, it, you can't take it seriously because you look at it. Yeah, it, um, I don't have any cool facts. Even though I did watch the Sven Gulli version, he usually throws some stuff. Yeah, and he had the Rick Baker thing in there. And I, I want to say his girlfriend was, I thought he said something like his girlfriend was a a singer or something like that. Who? If only we had a magic lookup thingy that we could. Um, wow. Bongo Rock is the name of the song. And it was sampled four years later, 1976, that would make it, yeah. by Cool Herc. Uh, and it's one of the most important tracks in the foundation of backbeats and hip hop. Okay. For that, so bongo rock uh, was the name. Ringtone. Yes. Ringtone. Uh, yes. For you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that was up. What's Brian got to say? <laughs> what? What? Uh. It's been parodied a lot, uh, both by Mystery Science Theater uh, and uh, The Simpsons. Yes, The Simpsons very famously uh, parodied this in uh, one of the Treehouse of Horror specials. Yes. Yes, when Mr. Burns' head got grafted onto Homer's body. Did they ride a motorcycle? Yes, I believe they did, actually. Oh. I don't know. I'm not a huge Simpsons fan. I used to be. What? Uh, Though I will say that I do remember watching them on the old Tracy Ullman show. So prior to the Simpsons becoming the Simpsons, I did watch them. All right, boys. So what do we rate the thing with two heads? You know what it has? It's the worst failing that a B-movie can have. Which is, it was boring. Okay, fair so, enough. So, I'm going to give it a one and a half. Wow. I don't even give a fuck. Wow. Yeah. Brian bad. throwing caution to the wind here. Oh, Keith, what are you... So uh hard on things. Man. Well, you know what? I'll give it a star just for being made. Yeah. So, a half star for wow. that piece of shit. Wow. Even with the double entendre word, guys. Entendres. Thank you. For how? No, what double entendre? of anything else? That's his half star. Keith, what do you rate this? Yeah, for her, I'm giving it a half star. 
I'm gonna rate it two and a half. You know what? It was it was fun, but it was boring. So yeah, I'm gonna. I think two and a half is a really sound rating. That was number three. The thing with two heads. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Two and a half. So for this edition of Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, I'm surprised it took us this long to get to a film with, well, we actually kind of technically watched one where he was Gandalf, and, but he wasn't the main character in this. Yes. But we watched 1991's Once Upon a Time in China, directed by uh, podcast favorite due to the Detective D uh, series, oh. Sui Hark, written by Sui Hark, Yun Kai Chi, <clears throat> Lung Yu Ming and Elsa Tang, and starring podcast favorite Jet Li, and then one of the three uh, guys that came up with Jackie Chang, along with Sammo Hung, Yun Biao, uh, Jackie Chung, Rosamond Kwan, and Kent Chang, and this is one of the early adventures of Chinese folk hero Wong Fei Hung. So you've got... Um, this is essentially uh, <coughs> the, the beginnings of the Boxer Rebellion. Okay, so you've got the uh, the foreigners coming in and kind of uh, imprinting themselves on Chinese uh, society, and you've got a bunch of guys who are like, you know what, nah. And uh, uh, Wong Fei Hung is uh, he's one of these guys that uh, is a is a, a, a character out of uh, out of folklore out of history and stuff like that he's kind of a robin hood in uh, in chinese uh society but he is one of the guys uh who uh rebelled against the foreign influence on china uh, yes so you've got again uh i mean with the whole Ip man series there was the, that was the basis of all those stories is essentially foreigners against the chinese and stuff like that but you've got uh uh some really i i and keith i'm so glad that you got like the dvd from the library and we all watched it yeah. or whatever because it was essentially a lift off of my old videotape oh really okay because it, it I, I watched the anglicized version because keith said oh this is the only way you can you can kind of there's no subtitles or whatever yeah, yeah. On, the, on the dvd or whatever and um I just I, I had a smile on my face watching this because I remember this was my my first exposure to Jet Li and this was goes all the way back to the nineties where I was going to uh, Chinatown in downtown Chicago and going to their video store and picking up oh, you know cool. you know giant clamshell box videotapes to spend a hundred bucks on them and stuff like that. Wow, uh, this was a lot of fun uh, and Jet Li is just so dynamic. Like I I always remember there's one part where he does like the spinning tree like there's three guys. He does the spinning, he kicks all three guys in one move type of thing. Uh, there's a great sequence with the uh, the master with the iron skin uh, on Yim the ladders. Or whatever his name is. Yim? Is it something like that? Uh, it is... Iron Vest Yim. Iron Vest Yim, yes. Played wow, by Yen Shi Quan. That I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't either, but I've seen him before. Uh, and whenever you get multi-story, either tea houses or tea warehouses or something like that, you know you're in for some good action. You know, the freaking ladder fights are oh. fucking amazing. It's like, what? 
Uh, actually, we should probably. Who was the stunt choreographed by? I think he won uh, an award for this movie. If I remember when I was looking through stuff. Let's see here. Who did the stunt choreography on this? Oh, there's Bob. Makes... <laughs> Bob Ackerman. <laughs> it does not list the stunt coordinator, and I could have swore this was. I think Bob Ackerman. I think you check Wikipedia as. I'm on Wikipedia okay. right now. Do go down oh, usually it's the go first... down the awards part or something. It, I think. I might have it. In uh, let's see here. Best director. Best action choreography. Oh, okay. Uh, Bob Ackerman. Bob Ackerman. <laughs> Brian. Bobby, Bobby. Bob Ackerman. Bobby. How'd you know? No. Uh, actually, the uh, stunt team led by Lau Kar Wing, which is uh, Gordon Liu's uncle. Oh. oh so. Okay. You know, nice. like uh, eight diagram pole fighter, you know, an old yeah, school yeah. guy. Um, yeah, I just um, the story was interesting. The action was some of the best out there for the early '90s and stuff like that. Jet Li, dynamic character. The the dubs were freaking awful. Well, you, you can see where this led into stuff like Crouching Tiger and Dragon. Exactly. With the, the acrobatic, uh, the, the tons of wire foo, yeah. uh, you know, complete suspension of disbelief, like bouncing on broken ladders, bamboo yeah. ladders, and stuff like that, and just flinging shit at people, spinning. Yeah, I, I always like when they get, you get the giant bale <clears throat> of rice or tea or something like that, and they they do the palm strike and it flies across the room and crashes into a guy or something like that. I think that's always really cool. I like the yeah, um, huge weight that went up against yeah. Iron Fist. Yes. When he stopped it. Yeah. Uh, I liked where Jet Li flung the little hair knife and it went through two. Yeah. Two so, two hanging hoops yeah. and into the, into the, the pillar yeah. or whatever. And he just kind of offhandedly flung it. <laughs> and um, I thought it was interesting because um, part of the Boxer Rebellion was these. these um, martial arts schools saying, oh, well, you know, my martial arts is better than, you know, and, and obviously it was Iron Vest, so he was immune to swords and strikes and stuff like that, but he gets shot. And and, and he says something along the lines of, yeah, you're right, my kung fu is no match for guns or whatever. I thought that was an interesting a statement. Fucking lot of bullets, so put that guy down. Oh, well, let's put it this way. For matchlock revolvers, yeah. they shot an awful lot yeah, of shots. They, they were, yeah. Uh, and a lot of and they were really very, accurate. Really, I'm about to say very accurate. For they were accurate. Uh, well, and then you've got, uh, and I'm sure this is historically accurate. You have, uh, and I can't, why I, this guy's name always I, is, is I Wong Fei Hung's. I'm sure Wong Fei Hung could actually flick a musket ball so fast that it could bury itself in a guy's skull and kill him. Mister Jackson. Mister Jackson. Mr. Jackson. Americans were bad guys. I thought that. And I thought that was an interesting, an interesting take. Is yeah. you don't often, you know, you you don't, you know, growing up on westerns and all this stuff, you don't see the blue blue coat cavalry guys as the bad guys. Yeah. Yes, and the one guy hardly like, ever. Yeah, give me give me the women. We'll bring them over. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and again, uh, um, did you, you guys didn't, never watched Warrior on HBO, right? Which is <clears throat> uh, Bruce Lee's original. Take. I just heard about it. It's fucking fantastic, but. It's the whole recruitment of, oh, you know, recruitment of Chinese laborers to go to work in America. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the selling point is there are mountains of gold in America. 
And then they get to America, and it sucks. And they're building railroads and stuff like Mountains that. Mountains of shit. Uh, some of them found their gold. Some of them found their gold. Some of them had a six-demon bag. Oh what? A six-demon bag. Wind, fire, all that kind of thing! I knew what he was going with. <laughs> a six-demon bag? Big trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, ooh! <laughs> up so the mic couldn't hear me. <laughs> Lance is being a big geek right now. Right uh, now? I, this was so wholesome. <laughs> the whole little scene where she's uh, measuring him for the suit and it's the shadows. I really, I really like that. <laughs> that was so cute. And I'm not even being facetious. No. I know it sounds like I am, yeah, but I'm not. Well, that's because you're talking. F off, Keith. F off. This was wholesome. We're not we're not uh, under FCC guidelines right now, so you can say fuck you. I was trying to be wholesome about yeah, it. Oh, okay. I have to follow the scene. This I is follow the scene. wholesome, Brian. This is wholesome, Brian. F off. Don't be wholesome. Wholesome Brian frightens me. <laughs> what pot of he did you replace Brian? Bring me back the Brian that I know that I can deal with. Yeah. Wholesome Brian frightens me. <laughs> I don't uh, I, I, that scene in particular, I thought was great. Um, and, and then, um, cause he kept calling her cousin Yi. Yes. And I was like, this is the, oh, we're she cousins was, by marriage. And then yeah. that's all I needed to say. And I was like, she okay. was 13 cousin or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, like, they like numbering things, don't they? Number one son. They keep track. You start getting into 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Third brother, third brother to take care of him. Go. Third brother. Yeah. They like that. They seventh, seventh son. Oh, and uh, they stole that for uh, the Inquisitors. I thought I, I always yes. thought that was really cool with the Inquisitors, like seventh brother, third sister. Yeah. I yes. thought that was really cool. Yes. Uh, we never got to like nineteenth sister. No, forty seventh brother, which means that there was a, not a lot of Inquisitors. Um, I, 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 the wholesomeness of the movie, the the story of. Not wanting to lose your culture, and people who are so willing to give it up for greed, uh, I thought that was that. And then the political corruption of the magistrate who simply just didn't like. Yeah. Uh, Wong Feiyong. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. I, I that's like a for some reason I should. I've been following these movies for years and I can never get that name right. I don't know what it is. There's like a stone in my brain for that or whatever. Uh, it was another great little. Uh, Chinese um, propagandist film. <laughs> I do like the historical kind. I do. I like it. I, I, like, I actually I like, like it that quite a bit. The more to, the more we're watching, they all seem to take, you know have some sort of uh, basis in history. Yes, and uh, you know you could say that it's propagandist because well you know what is a Western? Uh, it's the same thing. But at the same time, then you look back historically and you go oh yeah the americans were really shit to them and so were the british so were yes. the i yeah. mean if you yeah. look yes. at if you look at the boxer rebellion there's like seven foreign countries that were in hong kong and macau at the time and you know and they were bringing their missionaries over yes. and all this other stuff so i did i really liked uh the scene where he said uh will jesus testify 
And then in the next scene, he sees him, and then he comes forward and says, I'll testify. And the only reason I think he said that was because Jet Li had said that to him earlier. And I thought that that was fucking awesome. I just really, that whole, how that whole thing came full circle, I was like, oh, that is fucking brilliant. Because I'm betting. And then the guy dies. Yeah, of course, they shoot the priest. Yeah. Yeah, which we still don't like. Yeah, shooting a priest, that's bad for business. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have been bad in China because they didn't believe, but it's still hard for me. Yeah. Uh, It was okay in Five Card Stud. That was okay. I um. He wasn't the priest though. He was the. Ah, we won't get into that. (laughs) I uh, cousin Yi was kind of a. She was kind of like his Robin. Okay, she was okay. This was this. Okay, we have sung the praises of these films having these strong female leads. Mm -hmm. She was a damsel in distress. I mean, like, she was a way damsel in distress. And again, on the wholesome front of it, it was it was a fun little love story uh, between the two of them. And she was more of an independent modern woman, which I thought fell right in line with damsel in distress perfectly. and it would have been nice. It would have been nice if they would have had one of the strong female characters to to juxtapose her. Well, okay. And the, you at the uh, I will say at the end when the uh, the one uh, Tong leader guy was trying to shove her cousin Yi into the boiler of the steamship yes. or whatever, the women all rose up and chucked that yes. motherfucker yeah, in yeah. there. You know, so yeah. you know there is that you know there is that part of it. Yeah, uh, that whole scene that got dark. That got effing dark quick. Uh, the fucking Tong guy. Yeah, that, yeah, that, they're, uh, they're, I I don't, uh, Hong Kong cinema is liberal with their rape scenes, let's put it that way. Yeah, they don't, uh. They don't pull a lot of punches. No. And it seems like there was a lot of raping going on. Yeah. Yeah. even in King Kong there was raping. That was, uh, Peking Men. Well, different, yeah, a little bit different. Little, oh, it was a little different than King Kong. <laughs> it was, it was a Hong Kong ripoff of King Kong. Yes, Brian, we know this. <laughs> yes, yes. But they even threw rapey stuff into that. Uh, so yeah, they are, but they also do it brutal. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I do like how that one guy, uh, Floon or. Foon? Flan. That's that's the guy who that's Yun Biao who is the one of the guys that was trained with Jackie Chan and Samuel Hung. Oh in the Peking Opera School. Ah. I like how he kept switching sides. It was fun. He was a fun little character. Uh fun little comedy character. relief. Fun little character, fun movie. What do we uh rate this one on the uh five deadly violence scale? I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm going to give it a four just because of that great, the bad lift on this and the bad dubbing and stuff like that. Like, the voices didn't match or anything like that. I just, this brought me back to, like, my 20s when I was much happier and going to downtown and spending money Brian. in Chinatown. All right, that spending was money. Once Upon spending a Time in China. in China. Let us know what you think. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right.
right, the boys over at Paramount are paralleling the three old geeks in which uh, they debuted season two of one of their finer programs, at least my favorite uh, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, uh, which came out this past Thursday. And we are talking season two, episode one, entitled A Broken Circle. Why do you have the dog yeah, hearing he, a whistle? Uh, look at you. Uh, I'm trying to think of the what was the broken circle about it. I'll figure it out as we talk. Okay. Well, uh, yes, you've got uh, the Enterprise in Dry Dock. You've got uh, number one incarcerated. You have Pike going to get the best legal mind in the galaxy to get her out. So he's on personal leave. Spock is in charge. Uh, Noonien Singh sends a distress signal to the Enterprise, and the crew hijacks the Enterprise. They steal it to go help her out. She is on a planet in which, uh, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, some enterprising humans and Klingons, uh, want to start the war back up in order to increase their profits by selling weapons to both sides. Well, the planet's used by both sides yeah. for... And it's an interesting planet because there, there's like a 30-day lease on it, so yeah. Klingons have it for 30 days, they mine their dilithium crystals, the Federation has the, the, the next 30 days, they mine their dilithium crystals, and, uh, yeah. It's actually, that was kind was of a cool little idea. setup. Yeah, yeah, I that thought, I thought cool that was setup. interesting as well. Uh, and it did give us some time to know about, well, how much time has passed since um, the finale to now. Okay, what did you interpret that as? It's been a while, because she's been gone. But she completed her mission. She found the parents. Yeah. Good episode. Serviceable. <laughs> wow. Good I episode. thought it was fantastic too. I uh, I thought but again, was, action's my thing. So there's a lot of cool things brought up in it. I like that. Oh, what? What was cool? Well, the, Share a little it. Bit more background on uh, that was cool. Oh no, was was horrible. <laughs> He fought in the Klingon War. The doctor was the interesting part. And then, yeah, the little drug he takes that gives him, like, it's like super soldier serum. Yes. Uh, That was fun. The little druggy uh, Star Wars guys. Me thinks uh, Star Trek guys. That's going to lead to some addiction issues. Yeah. It makes makes me think of Babylon 5 with, with Dr. Franklin and his stims. Well, do you ever go anywhere without that? No. Yeah, I know. He always yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, though he can play a badass. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Some and of those looks he was Chapel. Given. Chapel. Well, Chapel's obviously a badass. Yeah. Uh, and I wish they would have backsplained it that the whole ship's been taking training since they get took over by pirates or something because she barely could handle the pirates with a little yeah. zap gun thing. Perfect. And now she's just like fighting Klingons. Yeah. Full out Klingons. That, that's a big, huge gap in, in that the is building. A, that is... Uh, and she didn't take the drug. You know, if he would have made her take the no, drug... No, she did take the drug. Did she? Yes. Oh, oh I missed that I too, I missed then. that too, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She took the drug. Okay. Then that makes way more sense, because I'm like, how the fuck is she fighting... Yeah, this? because uh, when he first did it, he did that, and the two caps fell off. And so they both took it. And then she was like, I think it's wearing off. And she hit the Klingon and then went, ow! Okay. Yeah, okay. So I remember that. yeah okay I don't, I must have missed what she actually took yeah so you have the you have the opposite of uh, of Bones who I think I've seen, he's in like one fight scene in the entire run of the original series these two take on 
dozens of Klingon and human mercenaries yeah. in a running running kung fu fight, which I thought was personally oh. fucking awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I had, if we're talking haws, because you had that, you, Keith, you had stated that that was your haw. How the fuck do you get a fucking Federation spaceship inside of a fucking mountain? And they, they said something like, well, I think they built it in here. I'm yeah. like, holy, what the fuck? Yeah, they built it in there. That's uh, a bit of a... Put in some hours. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you could be staffed. It's, it's, it's not a Lego thing. <laughs> yeah, but you, you have both have access to it over you know, a six-month period to come up with. It, it wasn't like it was great inside. Oh, no. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, it was like a mining colony or whatever, and people were getting sick from the mine exploding or something like that, which is the, you know... The reason the, doc, the the medical staff was on the planet or whatever. Well, that's uh, that ended up being their cover. But, um, you know, they were just looking for somebody. We were just, just stopped for a drink on the mining because <laughs> you guys have great Tambula wine. Blood, the Klingon blood wine, the blood apparently. Blood wine. Yeah, exactly. uh, that was fun. Uh, I, drunk. Okay, I, if we're going to go with a bad... I was disappointed that we got Ridgehead Klingons and not original series Klingons. Oh, yeah. I, I have a, I, I kind of knew it was coming, but I was kind of hoping for Collis Khan or something like that. So. Okay, and they don't talk about those people. That yeah, a, they that don't. Was a, that was a different thing. Different. Yeah, well, no, I, I thought I had read somewhere that they specifically... During the original series, the Klingons looked like that so they could they would be appeal more to like you know so they could be like almost like more diplomatic with the humans because they they looked more human or whatever. Yes. And there was some sort of like plastic surgery or genetic engineering or something like that. So I thought okay, but uh, always you, you, it's better Klingons than bring Klingons. Klingons bring a smile to my face. They just I, I they're I mean they're wonderful. They're like orcs or something like that. They're just. Badasses! I love the. Don't the, watch like, Discovery then. Okay, I won't watch Discovery. Oh, you haven't watched Discovery? No, I don't. I have not watched Discovery. Oh, Klingons are horrible. The bloated, uh, water retaining. Oh wow! They, they, High they, sodium Klingons. They actually, they, they look. Like, a little, they, they, they look like, a little bit like the Urukai ish. Yeah, they're not. They have the gout. They do. These are not. Uh, these are not. Canon no. Klingons. All right, so. Canon. These are not cannon clean. So the, uh, a nifty action packed. Uh, you get you had the hand to hand fighting. You had uh, a little bit of, of phaser play. You had a ship to ship combat type of thing. Tons of action yeah. in this one. However, I mean, and I know it's episodic and stuff like that. Do are do we get? I mean, the yeah, they kind of set up the at the very end. There was the stinger with the oh, the Gord have invaded you know Federation space or whatever. Yeah, but. Um, Lions coming back. Is yeah. He, so who? Noonan Six. La Noonan Six. Oh yeah. Lan, Lan, Lan. I I don't even know why they had her leave. They could have. What what the fuck was the point? I, maybe that? the actress had something else to do. Maybe she got pregnant. Maybe she, she wasn't was getting gone married. for any time. Yeah. She was gone for one episode. She was gone for an episode. No, I thought she was gone for two or three. But it could also be to set up this whole thing with the Klingon. You have to. Have her well they didn't know if they were getting a season two or whatever at that time i don't think i thought they they knew pretty yeah i I don't know 
Uh, it was a stupid. I, I, I it was a stupid here. setup. I, 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 I'm not. Um, I'm not enamored with Noonien Singh. I like the character, but the actor. Eh. I don't have a uh, problem with her. Huh? I don't have a problem with her. Yeah. It's she's angsty. I don't like angsty I characters. I thought she was like, oh my god, the good. Yeah, but let's wrap the good. She was fun in uh, the the. But the good. Upon a time, Keith, the good. I survived him. I was the one who survived. With the cord, I survived it. All right, all right. Before this turns into Friday, Brian, (laughs) let's stay on track. He's edging. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Uh, that being said, um... They're they're continuing on with their with the formula made one successful and it's gonna make two successful. I love Carol Kane. Yeah, that was fun. Think she's Q adjacent or something? I'm thinking actually even farther back. Gary Seven. Is remember the Gary Seven episode with uh, Terry? Ha- um, is it Terry Hatcher? Not Terry Hatcher. Um, Terry Gar. Where yes. he, he's the, yes, he's the the secret agent. Secret agent, like alien secret agent that goes to stop. Uh... They give her race, and and I, and I kept thinking, and I could be wrong. First of all, Guinan. Somebody brought up Guinan. Oh, maybe, but I thought Guinan was Q, kind of Q adjacent or whatever. I thought she was part of the Q continuum or whatever. I didn't think she was part of the Q continuum. Who are the Lathanites? Yes. That's, and, and so, but there's a Lathanite character. Uh, and I also was thinking for some reason, I, what popped into my head was uh, the John Carradine episode, but she's not that powerful. Because that's one of my favorites. Where, uh, it's a next gen. Where the, the, I can't remember what race uh, attacks them. But it kills his wife. And with the thought, he wiped out that entire race. Oh, and they're I like, saw that one. Yeah, they were like, well, yeah, you killed him. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I, I erased every one of them everywhere that they are. They don't exist anymore. And that's the reason he stayed on the planet. And it was a, it was a, it was, it's a cool episode. Oh, it's a fuck cool episode. Yeah, well, she basically they lived alongside humans for hundreds of years. Yes, yeah, they've they've always been here and they've lived alongside us. And she was the first one I came out to. Was, was yeah, was Spock's, Spock's mother. mother. It, she'll be interesting. I I don't know if there are any. I should have looked it up. I actually the thing I liked about that was she was just like. Uh, I teach engineering at the academy, and she was doing the inspections. She's like, "Well, screw it. You need a you need a new chief engineer. I haven't been on a ship in a while. I'm coming with." I thought that was kind of cool. What I, I the the one I loved is when you do you know the worst thing about being immortal, and the the guy gets all poetic yeah. about losing everyone you've ever loved over Boredom. and over and over. Boredom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boredom. Uh, that was I thought funny. I like Carol Kane. I'm a Carol Kane fan, so um, I think she'll bring a different energy to the show. I do, and I think she's gonna be uh, she's gonna have her her 
uh, comedic kind of Scott, you know, I'm giving her all she's got, Captain, you know. I hope she's not a MacGuffin, though. It solves everything. She's not a Will Wheaton or... Well, but she had, she wasn't in this episode. I know. I'm just, I'm hoping that isn't going to become something. Ah. Well. A guy in a, a... You know what, they have a tendency to not do that. Um, the formula thus far, which has been very successful and I hope continues to work, is that they focus on one character. Yeah. And usually that character... Yeah. that was what I liked from the last it. season, yeah. is you kind of got a character-centric episode yes. every sitting or whatever. Yeah. Ahura, uh, they went and did a few on her. But I like the actress quite a bit. Oh, so do I. And I think she's fantastic. Yeah. And so uh, those were not difficult episodes no, to swallow. No, I know. Um, I'm just... I'm just always going well when you shove someone who's been around forever knows everything it makes things easier i think she'll be the one that like pike goes and talks to yeah like like guinan like guinan yeah but guinan never solved anything she she helped a lot with things she did she did okay (laughs) she did that type of thing what, she would offer uh, clarity yeah. to the crew members of she Enterprise. Was like a fortune cookie cracker open. She was like a fortune cookie. <laughs> Did you just fucking say that? <laughs> she was like a fortune cookie. Confucius says this is confusing. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're they're sticking with what made them successful, and they're still having fun with All it. Right. So. so I the only thing I do know is the next episode is the courtroom. There, so the ne- I've read a couple of spoilers things. The next episode is the courtroom drama to deal with number one. Like I that I do know. Ooh, Perry Mason coming at you. Sorry, I'm a big fan. I know. I was trying to think because they had a couple courtroom. Yeah, they had the. Uh, the one where Kirk's accused of jettisoning the pod or something, yeah. and the guy's actually double. The guy actually is scamming everybody and stuff. And they had that great, great character actor was I think it was Elijah Cook or whatever who was like the and the you know the, the the Constitution and the scrolls of you know Klingon democracy and you know all these great law books and he had a, all he had everything in in, in uh, hard copy instead of like on the computer or something yeah. like that. I do remember that one. Yeah, there was a couple. So of there's those. precedent of that, and uh, and this I'm gonna say is the first time that Spock steals the Enterprise, but it is reminiscent of I can't think of the name of it where they where he steals the the uh, Enterprise to take Pike back. Oh, the uh, isn't that the is that the Menagerie? Is the pilot? Yes. Is it the Menagerie? The Menagerie. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, they reuse the pilot. Yeah, I, and there's I mean, a, and then you've yeah. got another another courtroom thing because he's getting court martialed yes. for stealing the Enterprise. Yes. Uh, but this was the first time, so it's not like... So it sets the precedent. Yeah, it sets the precedent. Uh, Spock did not have a problem with it. But now we can watch the Menagerie and know why he should have been court-martialed and then destroyed. (laughs) Spock should have been destroyed. Second time he stole the shit. (laughs) Second time he stole the shit. All right, so we are still, uh, we looking forward to this, uh, season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I am. All right, about eight episodes to go. Stick with us on this one. So we've also been following along with the latest Star Wars animated offering on the Disney app, and those Star Wars Visions. And we just watched episode five, entitled "Journey to the Dark Head," uh, done by Korean studio uh, Studio Mir. 
<laughs> I said head. Dark head. <laughs> Alright, so during the initial <laughs> war of the Jedi and the Sith, and Brian, you could help us with the star dates on that one, uh, there is a a young girl who is raised by precognitives, apparently, who can uh, get uh, visions of the future with rain falling on stones or something yeah. like that. And, um, Statues or mountains or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. She yeah. basically goes to her grandmaster and says, well, if we if we know what the future is, why can't we tell the Jedi? And they're like, yeah, because it doesn't work that way, girly. And uh, she grows up and becomes a mechanic and... Uh, Convinces the Jedi Council that if they cut the heads off these two statues, which you could never see, just a dark one. That's all. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, dark the dark one, one yeah. statue. Uh, swing it to the light side. If you could cut the head off the statue, then you will change the course of the war against the Sith or whatever. So they take a Padawan. She takes a Padawan with whose master was killed by a really fucking cool Sith. The design of that was fucking. The voice actor was great. I, I'm hoping. He joins the canon in some capacity or whatever. But, uh, yes, and so they they end up back on her home planet. They go up into the clouds where these two statues are, and you realize that the dark side of the Force and the light side of the Force is inter- intertwined yes. by these two statues. And you need balance in the Force. There's, the that's what the balance is. And then and she sees herself in the vision that she saw. She's the she third person in the, the vision. Third person. Yeah. Uh, so, what did we think of this one, boys? I always enjoy when they uh, when they use uh, force wielders that are non Jedi. I always think that that's cool because the force exists outside of just. Okay, the... so you think her precognitive abilities were force driven? Oh you? yeah. Okay. Because it's everything's the force. Oh okay. It's everywhere. Yeah. And one of the force abilities is to see the future. Oh, I was not aware of that. That oh, must yeah. be extended canon or whatever. Uh yeah, some do it better than others. What's his name? The the one who started the the uh, cloning program. He did it because he saw the future. Dooku? No. no. Uh-uh. Jaren Wolf or some shit. What? Okay. Beyond me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, I the Star Wars people are now going to write in. No, you're wrong, Brian. It was cut Jaren Wolf. <laughs> um, Better guess than me. I thought it was. I, I love that we got uh, another uh, Asian take. I didn't know if they were going to do that because I've not looked ahead, so I don't know what studios they use. But I didn't know if they were going to do that again because, well, they did a whole season on that, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought, fan, dynamic kinetic action in this one. I thought anime style. It was one of the best. Anime style animated pieces that I I mean throw the Star Wars out of it. I thought if this was two samurais fighting on the top of a wagon or something like that, it would have been <laughs> equally as good. I mean, I thought this was the animation. This was really fantastic. Uh, this is the type of anime that I like, and it was deeper than most Star Wars. When you get deeper. to see the the colors shifting and joining together, and her realization and. And the two statues that you can't see, but you know they're there. And uh, why don't we go up there? Very Taoist, uh, where you've got your yin and your yang. Yes, or whatever. I thought and they're that was... joined together, and they're super fucking huge. And well, I mean, like the idea of statues so big that if they they go above the clouds and you can't never see the tops of them. I thought that was a in the typical kind of 
anime scope of it, you know, where it's yes. just something that's that huge and they can actually draw it and you get the the the, the mass and the yes. size of that, that particular thing. Yes. It was cool. But on the other hand, you have ships so you can go up there and look anytime. But not everybody Thanks has Thanks for a ruining ship. the poetry there. Not yes. everybody has a ship. <laughs> Obviously, there were a lot of people... She was making ships. You know, she... Well, she went and started doing that, but okay. she wasn't doing that when she was looking at the stones. Okay. I, I thought the, the what's his name? Tool? Tao? What's tool? His, tool. Yeah, he's a tool. I mean, um, he, he just, oh, it's another Luke. He's just uh, angsty and angry. and He uh, he was completely was dark Luke-ish. side. He was completely dark side. Well, he the, the 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 Sith was basically saying the same thing that Vader was saying to Luke. And yeah, yes, that's what I said. It just seemed like a a remake of that fight, not a remake, but a, a, a different version of the same fight. You know what, though, I I'm going to say that they probably had that happen a lot in Star Wars. Probably the the bad guy trying to convince you to come over to them and join us. We are stronger. Except they only get two. So why would you have a whole lot of them? We don't know if they give them, you know. But you gotta have they die. The good guys always beat them, so they gotta have replacements, <laughs> backups, if you will. What would you like to say, Brandon? It isn't the bad guy? Isn't the dark side version of of Luke just Kylo Ren? No, I thought the bad guy version of Luke would be Count Dooku. No, because of the whininess. And so, like, I wouldn't be like Vader and. Oh, okay. Daddy, daddy issues. Yeah, da- not not da- uh, personality-wise. He was sort of whiny. He's fucking way whiny. Yeah, both of them were. Yeah. See, emo Vader. There you go. He, emo, emo Vader. Vader. <laughs> yeah, emo Vader. Off <laughs> Vader. Wait, wait, wait. Vader wasn't already emo. Yeah, he was. I mean, Anakin was pretty fucking emo to begin with, too. And then he he went into lava. Yeah. I, I think that only just made him more emo. Yeah. You know, like you couldn't see it coming through the whole thing. I know, watch, watching these episodes of Clone Wars, like, how does no one see this? How does nobody... Fucking Wisdom of the Jedi going, I don't know, I think he's going to be alright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't listen to anyone. Does he'll he'll he grow wants. out of it. He'll yeah, grow yeah. out of it. Let's give this guy a Padawan. It's just a phase. Yes. Yeah, let's give him <laughs> someone to teach. Yes. That's as bad as him. Exactly, there's the problem. Alright, so what do we think of this one, boys? It's probably my least favorite of the ones really? that have come out, yeah. I mean, it was a cool looking, you know but what? Um, story-wise... Story-wise, it was a little on the nose, it was a little, okay, we've kind of seen this... It's I mean, I predictable, I, a little bit, you know, like I said... I actually had a problem, I, I had this, you had this great kind of poetry of the symmetry of the force, and then yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, and at the end they're like... Well, you you know it was the typical kind of kids animating like, oh, you wrecked the ship. No, you wrecked the ship. You know, we make a pretty good team. You know, it was like, oh, jeez. Jedi getting laid. I enjoyed it. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but it's my least favorite out of the ones we've seen so far. I'm not going to say least favorite. I think that they've all been different enough that it's been hard to uh, quantify them against each other. I just go on which one, which ones I'm most likely to rewatch, and this is if I was rewatching them all, it's probably be. Right where it is now, the last one to watch. And I think about which ones will end up as comic books, and I could see this one. That character. Well, yes, I I agree with that, because it's another Luke. Yeah. Yeah. It's Luke and Dr. Aphra, almost. 
the look she had was almost done. Like, is that the, they're going to bring her in Dr. Aphra? No, they're not. Oh, I wish they would do Dr. Aphra. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, that that's how I went. I mean, do I like it more than most of them for first season? Yeah. Yeah. So Yes. But I'm just saying, of this season, it's the weakest so far to me. Okay. All right. Keith thinks it's the weakest. You enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There were some problems with it. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Still better than pretty much eight out of the ten episodes of last exactly, season. Exactly, yes. There you go. Yes. All right. We're still enjoying this one. Stick with us. The Three Old Geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.